0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan.
1: Okay, so we just wrapped up the newest recording of our most popular webinar ever, <laughs> Day Job to Dream Job. And in that conversation, it's not new, but it kind of sparks some further conversations, I guess, between you and me and a couple of our students really about the whole, you can earn a full-time income without putting in full-time hours. And we have the belief that you can do this from day one. And it doesn't have to be like a financial milestone that you get to reward yourself with, but the time and space freedom looks differently when you're just getting started versus when you're two years in, six years in, and even on further than that. So I want to kind of break down today what we mean by that and truly what I think is needed for the brain to rewire that thought process. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of give a peek behind the curtain of once you do have the ever chase after free time, how are you actually spending that free time? Like us personally, what are we doing to just maybe give ideas of people who like only fill that free time with more work?
0: For sure. Yeah. I first want to talk about like where this idea of working full time came from. This is actually left over from um, the big influx of manufacturing and like streamlining jobs and creating you know workflows in more of like a manufacturing type facility like assembly right? lines right and assembly lines exactly ford actually is who invented the <laughs> eight to five they call it then everyone calls it the nine to five i don't know anyone who actually goes in at nine it's always been eight to five yeah but regardless, eight to six, eight I know, or eight to 9 pm. you know? Like I know people who are working 40-plus hours a week and often putting in overtime. and that amount of work and that schedule was not even commonplace until manufacturing and assembly lines existed. And the whole thought was we would have shifts. And so people would come in a certain amount of hours and then we could do a shift change and people would flip flop over. We're still seeing this across the board in all sorts of different jobs, like the medical field, for instance, if you were in the hospital, you're going to have a shift change, usually two to three times a day. Some people are working 12 hour shifts. There are some people working eight hour shifts, but you're going to have people switch over and you're going to get a new nurse and a new doctor or whatever, Right. Well, the thing about this is we made this change as a society to help businesses grow, but it had no kind of forethought on what kind of impact it would make on people. And we
1: made the blanket statement, we as in not us, because we weren't around when Ford first started, but we made the blanket statement that it would work for every industry And that it was the expected routine and work schedule for every working person.
0: Right. And here's the thing. You all know it. You feel it in your bones, whether you're still working a traditional job or you've started working on your own. I don't know anybody that's that productive that many hours of the day.
1: No. No. You just
0: aren't. No. And
1: I remember when we first started... And specifically around when you and I partnered, we've shared about this on the podcast too, of how we would roll out of bed when our husbands were getting up and getting ready for work and they would head off to their job outside of the home. We would roll into the office and be working sometimes without a break at all, like but to pee and refill coffee. And when the garage door opened, when they came home at 5.30, 6, 6.30, we would stop work and then go into cooking dinner and watch shows, repeat the same thing the next day. And it took us a while, honestly, for you and I to be like, we're making this schedule. Like we we get to decide what this is. We get to decide where there's a little bit of flexibility. And I think for the longest, we follow that same schedule because that's what like a real job is. And if we're not doing that, then are we not taking our business seriously?
0: Right. I know for me, I had transitioned from corporate. And so I didn't know any other way. Like I knew what it was like as a teenager to work a part time retail job or whatever. But like as a professional young woman, the only kind of theory I knew was that you went to work at this time and you left at this time. But I think there just came this point where you and I would start to feel like we were almost messing up the yeah. business because we were working on something too long. Yeah, and we would question, is this even worth it anymore? I do want to preface that the amount of work we were putting in in the beginning has a really direct correlation to the fact that we didn't realize we were running two businesses at the same time, right? So we were running a client based business. I would say five to six hours a day. Yeah. And then we were trying to stuff in three, four. I mean, it just depended five hours on building boss project. What is now boss project, but just at the time didn't realize that they were not correlated. And eventually we looked at each other and like, we can't do both. Like we need to pick, we need to move forward. And so we ended up cutting clients Before we did that, though, we scaled back clients off of
1: Fridays. Yes. So it got to be where Friday was boss project day and future focused. Monday through Thursday was client day with a little bit of boss, like maybe writing a blog post here and there, checking on some stuff. But we had to really decide, okay, now is the point where we're having to cut. And so if you look at it that way, we went from our full-time job, we're still working the same amount of days. But it was four days to one job, one day to the job that we wanted to shift to. We were no longer working full
0: time in one job. Correct. And so we eventually decided to cut clients altogether. Emily was ready to just go cold turkey. I was looking at how can we scale back a little more slowly so that we don't like slash our pocketbook. And so I think we took a combination of like, we took everything off the website and we didn't talk about it anymore. But if a potential client emailed us, we'd still entertain a project. So this went on for like six months. But I definitely remember at that stage, that's when we started to, I honestly felt like it was like a secret. Like you and I had like a pact that we would end at two or three Mm -hmm. and not tell our husband. A hundred percent our time we would run to target and get home before they did yep. like you we were like li- i know you and i were both so defensive yep when our husbands walked in the door and they said you know what did you do today i think both of us had the same reaction of like oh my god like they don't trust that i'm working yeah. all day yeah and by the way both of them just wanted to know how our day was. Literally, yeah, it was not <laughs> at
1: all a judgment.
0: But it's shit like
1: that where even if we didn't feel like our husbands would be super judgy, like it is a lot to go against what is normal in society for anything. Like it is a lot, and I don't think even you know even still when we're having this conversation, I do not think how deeply ingrained doing what we think is expected of us, doing what's normal, doing what's allowed is so easy versus not. And breaking away from that already feels scary. And we were already breaking away from that by having our own job or our own business. And so any of you who are listening, who are wanting to leave your nine to five or who've had your side hustle over here that you're wanting to turn into something that in and of itself already feels big and audacious. And so to then want that and then also end work at two or three feels like, oh, I don't know about that. Right. I don't know if I'm allowed. Who's going to give me permission to do that?
0: Right. The interesting thing is I remember kind of early on, we developed this like assessment we would do quarterly. We ended up later including it. And if you like have access to a previous course of ours, you might have access to this exact assessment. But I know it was in Money Making Creative and I know it was in Gold Crusher Club, which P.S. those aren't a thing this particular assessment was all about how are you spending your time and like what do you want to do less of and what do you want to do more of i think for a long time we just kept doing what we thought we were supposed to, quote unquote supposed to be doing and then also breaking through all the expectations we thought our spouse had of us which was yeah. a whole another thing like we both <laughs> needed to work on a lot yeah personally yeah. and in our marriage and all of that but I remember when the first time we did it, where, and I think you were more willing than I was. I was like, are you sure this is how we're supposed to show up? But you're like, I think we can choose whatever the fuck we want. Like, we can design our day to look like anything. And I was like, I don't know if I believe you. I mean, I didn't <laughs> say those exact words, but I know I was more hesitant. Uh-huh. And you're like, talk to me about what you want. and I'm not saying this all happened overnight. It was like no. a little bit shift here, a little bit yeah. of shift here, a little bit of shift here. But it finally got to the point where like we made it so we don't usually start until after 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And the main reason that even became a thing was because I really wanted to work out in the morning. Yeah. Do I work out in the morning every day? <laughs> no. About rent. <laughs> but for a while there, I was super dedicated, and that's what I was doing at that time. I'm gonna get back to it this summer. I'm gonna swim. that's my goal. There you go. but that started coming to into play where it was like I want to prioritize my health and my wellness, and so we're gonna start later so that I can prioritize doing that and then the other big piece of that was at the end of the day, Brian's still in um. Semi more traditional job, definitely less traditional than when we started, but Jared's home full time. So it's definitely not quite as much of a thing, but before when they were always out of house at like a very specific schedule, we wanted to stop work early enough that like we could decompress and we could have time for ourselves or run errands or drink wine on the patio, like whatever, (laughs) whatever we wanted. And so You know, I think that's varied over time. Sometimes it was four, sometimes it was three, sometimes it's 2.30. Sometimes it's after our last meeting, whatever time that ends up being. And I think the other big shift
1: that, well, and what I'm noticing as we're kind of looking back on this now, is it really takes something that forces us to make a change for Uh us to make a change in our day. Yes, you decided your workout, but It was also for your mental health and your brain health at that time that I feel like those decisions were being made. So, like, you felt like you had to prioritize your health for bigger reasons than anyone else needs to prioritize their health.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who are unfamiliar, back in November of 2016, I was in a car accident and ended up having a traumatic brain injury. And I had years of like crazy shit that went down after that but there was a point where i know i talked to emily and i was like if i don't make this a priority i am no longer going to be able to show up as the person that i'm supposed to be meant to be whatever right i swear to you 2019 i had definitely taken care of my health prior to that but when i like Buckled down and said, "This is the thing I'm going to focus on first and foremost." I even told Emily at one point, "I will prioritize my health over this business mm-hmm. because it is so critical to yep. my future." Yeah, and it changed my life because once I was able to heal properly, I am now—I would like to say—better than I was. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well,
1: and then the other thing that forced us was me having a kid and our childcare situation changed. And so we had childcare when Penny turned four months old, I took a leave for around four months, but I was working part-time for sure during that. And then when we got childcare, it was Tuesday through Friday and our person just didn't want to work on Mondays. And so I was like, okay, well, so it's going to be me and Penny on Mondays where I can't work. Like I'm not even going to try to do both. Because I knew even at that point, I didn't need to. Like, four days is enough days for us to get our shit organized together for Boss Project, what was TCC at the time. And you were like, cool, Mondays are my days now, Mondays are your days, it's fine. Well, then when Penny got to five days of childcare at about two, so we had two years of no Mondays, we were like, still no Mondays? Yeah, still no Mondays. And so we decided to keep that because we liked – how it impacted our lives and everything else that we had going on. So what I'm saying this to y'all for is it doesn't need to be a TBI or a birth for you to decide, No, I'm going to start later. I'm going to take off Mondays. I'm going to whatever it might be. You can do that now.
0: Yeah, you can do it now. And I think so much of it was that I felt like I needed permission or I had to have a reason to work less. Yep. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that 100% in the earlier part of our business, it did take more of our personal time to run it. Yeah.
1: It It just did. did. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's normal. We didn't have a team. We didn't have systems. We were, you know, (laughs) guilty AF. If this is one thing I could go back and change, I would only because I'm like, oh, how much different would our life be? We were doing the same jobs throughout the day and week for like two years. <laughs> we were like shadowing each other. Yes. <laughs> not that we didn't trust the other person, but then it was just like, there's no my department, your department. These are all our departments and we need both of our eyeballs on everything. <laughs> it is.
0: Changed my life not being in charge of all the things. Seriously. It's been good. It's definitely been interesting because regardless of how much we've divided responsibilities, we both need each other at times for how we show up in our business. But I think initially, we just didn't even know what it took. And so it was working together to figure it out. And we did figure it out. And early on, it did look for the first six months, definitely, it was 40 hours a week. And then You know, we slowly shifted down. I think we were going part time within the first year. I think we were, if if you want to attribute it to regular jobs, we were
1: doing the absolute like minimum of hours we could still do to like qualify for
0: insurance. You know, like, yeah, (laughs) that's what we were doing. That's what it was like. You know, it was like, oh, we'll take off two hours on a Friday. Or, or honestly, I think both of us and I still to this day prefer this not that I don't want a Friday afternoon to be chill, for sure. But like, that's when the rest of the world wants their right. lives to be chill. Right. And so it means everything is busier. So yes. I'd rather go at two o'clock on a Tuesday yes. to Target. Yes. And then have Mondays off when everybody's yes. working and stressed out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Another thing that shifted
1: for us, and I want to talk about how we chose to fill that time. So when Penny went to school full-time, when we moved to this house, she changed schools or she started pre-K basically. I drove her and picked her up. This was Mm pre-pandemic. This is all of 2019. And Mm -hmm. so I couldn't start. I think we started to start a little bit earlier in 2019.
0: Yeah, for a second there. For a second
1: there. We were maybe starting at like 830 well, I had to drop off Penny around 8, 8.30 and then I had to get back and like take a breath and get settled. I think at one point we used to have like a team meeting start at 9 and I was like, I can't do that anymore. And so we changed that and then I had to stop work at at least 4 to go pick up Penny, but i like to stop work before then so I could decompress So because the drive to her school is like six minutes away. And so anyways, in 2019, I was like, hey... You know, I'm going to need to change my hours because of school. Well, then 2020 happened and she stayed home for a little bit. We got some help. Honestly, that did change stuff, but that was temporary. But what continued to be permanent is that Brian has picked her up, dropped her off, and picked her up since she started back up at school. And it's been like almost a year of that now. But what that didn't change was my hours at Boss Project. I still start and stop boss project work like I'm picking up Penny and dropping her off. Right. And it wasn't a conversation I felt like we needed to have. Like It would just different change in schedule personally, but it didn't impact this. But I want to kind of know, what are you doing with that time? What am I doing with that time? How has that changed your weeks or days?
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? A lot of my work is done in very concentrated pockets where yeah. I am like very heavily work. Like I will have a very, very heavy day and then I'll have a day where I only need to put in a couple hours. Yeah. And, then- and it also varies by the time of month. Like when I'm running payroll and paying contractors and checking invoices and looking at all of that, I have more duties Based on what the calendar is saying, you know, but in terms of what I'm doing with my free time, (laughs) I don't know, sometimes I'm guilty of just filling it up with more work that may or may not needed to happen. Mm -hmm. I definitely am like exploring other things that I'm interested in. I have a 100% read more Mm -hmm. than I've read in a very long time. I'm not a huge reader. I'm I'm sure many of you listening can relate. I was a gifted child who got forced to read things I wasn't interested in. It was <laughs> like so at my reading level, but then it kind of like killed. I'll read Moby Dick. Oh, that was a rough period for me. So I've had a hard time like falling back in love with reading. But then. You moved to a new house and you got plenty to do all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was packing and then it was unpacking and then planning what rooms are going to look like and shopping for various things. I swear to you, I spend more time at Menards and Home Depot than (laughs) I do working some days. And that's just kind of the nature of renovating a house. But the nice part about what we do is I have the freedom and flexibility to work in concentrated pockets have like a quiet space in my home but then if I want to do both like I do have the ability and which is not always a good thing because I can context switch like mm-hmm. and where I might be working on boss project for a bit do some house stuff and then come back to it yeah I think sometimes that's a good thing but sometimes it's not because I can feel a little bit frazzled
1: when I'm like ready to log off, but I also know I need to like follow up on questions that I know our team is going to have. So like on my laptop sitting on the counter while I'm like cleaning the kitchen or preparing whatever. And I'm like, but as soon as I get this ding, I need to stop what I'm doing to go address this thing.
0: The weird part slash good part, you know, I think a couple of years ago we decided we were both feeling so creatively, Stunted that we needed to like work on our own thing, and so that's when I started Simply Home and started doing more of this like lifestyle personal brand, which has evolved into many different things over time. But I try not to let that like dictate things, it's hard to explain, but because it doesn't have to provide a certain way. I experiment a lot more. Some people get confused by that because they're like, are you just all over the place? Or, yeah. or or, like, why are you trying so many different things? And I think it's because I can like, I'm okay with trying something that may not work long term. Whereas right. before I just didn't have that choice. Like right. if it didn't work, I had to cut it. Yep. Or I might work on something that I know has more of like a long-term play associated with it and not as much of an immediate return. And some people can't afford to do that because they don't have the time up front to wait until it's going to work.
1: Well, this is exactly what we teach our students in Strategy Academy is the MVP is not the thing that you're going to trial and error at until you figure out Mm -hmm. how it works. The MVP, the thing that you're putting out there right now needs to be the thing that you can get paid doing like ASAP. And you build the foundation, you build a business, you provide yourself a salary and income, and then you pull yourself out of it where you're not having to do all the things all the time, but it's Mm -hmm. still running so that you can then explore philanthropic stuff or more creative outlets that might not have a direct revenue tied to them immediately or whatever it might be.
0: You know, and so that's where that's looked like doing more home-based content, people have said it's kind of like HGTV but on Instagram stories okay fun it's it's a way for me to like work on stuff and feel good about it but that i'm just not i just don't care if it performs you right. know what i mean right and then things like Fawn print co i started with my sister my goal with that was not necessarily to turn that into a multi six figure business overnight i'm looking at long term results for that i'm trying to build something that eventually I can run digital ads to and, you know, run mostly on autopilot, right? That's the goal with that. But then I'm also doing things that y'all don't see at all. And I didn't do that before. Does that make sense? Like I, not that I'm keeping secrets by any means. But like, I think before I felt like, if our business And lifestyle are so intertwined that you have to like show everything and talk about everything or like somehow you're inauthentic. And I've tried to make certain parts of my life more private and that's felt really good. But I'm also doing things that generate income that I'm not talking at all about, like investing and stocks and bonds. And I think I'm interested in real estate, but that's like a whole nother thing. And it's to me, I'm also aware that what I do with my lifestyle and I happen to put online can have an effect on my business. Mm -hmm. And so like, I will decide to share or not share something because of that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, this is the, I think sharing this kind of gives you guys a peek behind the curtains of what it could look like for you, because I want you to hear that, like, Getting to enjoy the literal point of starting your own business at the beginning for us looked like target runs or half-day Fridays or whatever. And then it grew into, no, I have a necessity for something. So let me actually change my schedule because I can. And then it grew into, oh, I don't need to be putting in full-time hours for this. So when do I want to work? What does that look like? And then with this other free time that I have, what am I doing with it? And I think for the longest, I asked myself, what is the point of free time if you only ever want to do business stuff in that free time, like just keep working on your actual business? For me, a creative reset was really needed and I saw the effects of it. It was in 2019, but right going into 2020, which is just funny, where I did decide to mute Slack notifications early or head out onto the deck and read and ignore my phone or let people on the team figure something out themselves before stepping in or answering a question or whatever. And I feel like that was the biggest lesson for myself and for our team to understand how they can perform and how they can continue to show up without me having to be in there like, are we doing this? And what's happening over here? And it frees up everyone.
0: (laughs) Right. I think for a long time, we were the head of every department. And not that we're not still managing departments, but I don't have to be the final say on everything that's going out anymore. Right, right. And we're empowering our people. And I think that's a really amazing place to land. But even if you're not at the point where you're looking at a team, I still think it's important for your mental health and sanity to really identify what do you want your business to look like and be willing to be realistic about it. Because I think I don't want it to sound like, oh, you got to put in the work up front. Like, I'm not saying it can't reward your lifestyle early and often, but you do have to recognize that it probably will take more work up front. How much do you want to do, or how much are you willing to give up to trade for that? Because it's a trade. Yep. Like you can work more than full time for the first six months or year of your business, and it could reward you in bigger ways faster. But if that's not what you want, are you okay with it taking longer to get there? Because I guarantee you, a lot of you are.
1: And you're feeling guilty about that. Yep. I just had a conversation with someone we both know and love the other day who is going through this exact same thing. She has a full-time job, knows when she wants to leave, is building her business so she can have a foundation that's there for her when she does leave. And I was asking her about why don't you pursue more of this avenue instead of this avenue that you're pursuing? Because it's a lower hanging fruit, but it's a long-term game plan. This is an immediate return. I think you could scale faster. And she was like, at this point, I literally do not have the capacity to do that version. And I had to recognize in myself that it's okay to say no to stuff if it gets overwhelming, knowing that it's going to take longer. I'm okay with it taking longer. I'm like, okay, as long as like your goals and expectations are in alignment with the things that you're deciding to spend time on, then you're in a great spot.
0: Yeah, I think where I get concerned for people or want to like wake them up is when they they start to set unrealistic expectations about like what a business will do for them based on how much they're willing to put into it. You know, it could be as simple as someone being like, I want to be an influencer and I want to make money from brands. And I'm like, all for it. Great. Let's do it. And then I'm like, okay, well, if you want to make more money up front, you're probably going to need to do X, Y, Z thing based on your experience, based on your skill set, So you can start making income faster. More than likely, you're not going to land brand deals until you've built an audience. And that just takes time. It takes time. Could you blow up? Could you go viral? Could you land brand deals faster? Maybe that's a total gamble is so incredible. And so like, I would rather, and this is me, this is not necessarily the norm, but I would rather you take like a timeless approach to how you run your business than try to rely on a trend or like a fad to quote unquote, take off quickly Because usually those fad kind of things are the things that they skyrocket for sure, but then they take a hard dip. And then what are you relying on? Well, and
1: I think even like, and this is just one example, but our friend Liz that we had on the show to talk about influencer marketing and building a brand like that, she didn't start Instagram to say, I'm going to be an influencer. No. She started Instagram sharing DIY blog content. How can I, yes, make this a business? But it wasn't like, I'm going to just land all these brand deals and it's going to go amazing and that's how I'm going to get
0: paid. She literally started her blog so she could share with her friends and family what she was making right. in her house. Right. And so, I, I mean, it was years before things really started taking off. And I think a lot of people don't have that amount of time to wait. And I, I totally get, <laughs> because I am so there, that you get to a certain age where you just like, I don't want to work as hard Mm -hmm. as I did when I was 20. Like, (laughs) that's fine. The answer is totally okay if you are willing to let it take more time to get there.
1: Right. But even Liz, I mean, was a full-time teacher up until like not (laughs) that long ago.
0: ago. Yeah, not that long ago, for sure. So
1: yeah, I think there's, again, a lot of this in my opinion, has to do with like the rose-colored glasses we all wear on social media. And I know everyone says it, right? But like how you can't compare or even begin to conceptualize what people are making or how they're spending their time based on what you see on Instagram. And I know it's easy where you're like, yeah, 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 I'm starting to not do that. But are you really?
0: Are you really? So much of this is like literally ingrained into your brain as a child to make judgments based on what you see.
1: Right, right. I'm not saying it's bad that you're doing that, but it's changing your perception of reality. And therefore, when you go to make your own goals or you set your own expectations, sometimes they're
0: nowhere near what's real. Right. Well, something that might... um wake you up a little bit woke me up a little bit but do you see i'm not saying you want to be this rich or wealthy or whatever fine but just like think about it for a second do you see like jeff bezos and like mark zuckerberg on instagram like (laughs) like it sounds ridiculous because it is even if you like step back like think about people that you consider super successful are they, like, flashing what they're doing all the time on social well, media? Well, and what is it that I
1: just saw that it was, like, you can tell when someone's, like, actually living, like, their dream life or they're in happiness when you don't see it on Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I'm not saying people who share that aren't happy and living their dream no. life. Like, no. sometimes people get paid to share behind the scenes and whatever. Like, I'm totally. not invalidating that at all. But like, you know who I'm talking about, right? And it's just this like constant like check-in and comparison with other people about what they're sharing. But please remember that they are deciding to share that. They're making a decision to share that. And if you're a marketer or brand or business, you're
0: doing it with intention. See, the thing is, the way social media has shaped society people have stopped sharing the hard parts. And I think for a lot of people, I know myself included, it's not that I wouldn't want to share the hard parts. I just don't want the like, fake sympathy, right? Or I don't want feedback on it. Like, have you tried this? Just stop. And I think so many people are tired. And so they're like, I'm not going to share when someone I loves in the hospital or my kids going th- through this learning challenge or you know whatever like everyone. And I'm reminding constantly everyone is facing challenges all the time that they're not talking about. Right. And what I want for everyone is for you to design a business yep that is sustainable during hard times but also gives you the freedom and flexibility to enjoy your life when things are great.
1: Yes. Yes. Without guilt. And I'm yelling at that out myself because I just want to share this really quick story before we wrap. So I don't know if we've really talked about it on here that much or not, but we finally hired a personal assistant. It's been great. It's awesome. She's been around for a couple of months at this point. And it was like one of the first hot days of spring outside. And it was a day I had back-to-back meetings, but it was one of those like meeting days where there's like 15 minutes in between or 30 minutes in between here and like no real time to go do any task. And so during one of those breaks, I wanted to go sit outside on the deck and read from my Kindle and just like have my iced coffee, read, sit outside in the sun. Well, Mara, our assistant was outside doing some like yard work. And then my neighbor who's brand new, I've met her like twice, he's around our age, was outside doing yard work. And I'm like, uh, wanting to come out here with my iced coffee and book and just sit in the sun while these two ladies are working like literally right along my fence line, I could see both of them. And I'm like, felt super uncomfortable felt super weird Chelsea at this point my neighbor didn't know what my job was like we hadn't had those conversations yet so I literally turned around and went back inside and was like I am not I'm not even gonna mess with that right now and so I later told my neighbor after we've like gotten to know each other and she was like oh my god please don't ever like, feel bad for that. But it's again, one of those deeply ingrained things that you're going against what's normal. And like, how dare she come out in the middle of the day and sit out here while we're working. And it was just my own shit that right. I want to
0: work through. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that's just a, a point where like, I want to also give everyone who gets there, like, When you get to the point where you've designed your business around the life you want to live, the not feeling guilty is so critical, but it is so hard, especially when I don't want this to sound privileged, but it is like when you've come so far from what your previous like universe used to look like, right? Everyone I knew had to work hard. And when I say work hard, work hard meant to me like labor and like intense, like blue collar, quote unquote, type of work where like people were getting their hands dirty and they came back calloused. And like, you could just tell someone was exhausted, literally physically from their body, from the kind of work they'd done. And when you spent your whole life watching that, and then you get to the point where you're like, I can work three hours a day. And spend the rest of my time however I want, you're like, "Am I doing something wrong like is this am I bad because I've designed
1: the life I well, want and that's a whole other conversation of what does hard work even mean? <laughs>
0: no, for sure for sure it's a it's a hundred percent a whole nother thing, but I want to encourage you that it's an evolution. It takes time. And version one doesn't have to be like, don't beat yourself up about you can look into the future and say, I want to get to the point where like, it's like this, right? But are there things you can do right now that are going to make a huge difference? Because I think when Emily and I would do those exercises back in the day, it was like, what could we realistically change in the next two or three months? it's totally doable with our current circumstances. Yep. We were trying to make realistic adjustments based on everything, income, uh, uh current time limits, people in our lives, blah blah blah, all of it. Yep. And that will change over time. So, and then you look back years later and be like, "Whoa, like this version today would have blown her mind." Yep, yep. So, I want
1: whatever it is that you want for you. (laughs) That's what I want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have our version or anyone else's version. Check in with yourself. Map that out. Pick one of those things maybe that you can start to
0: have a little bit of right now. And you grow from there. And if you want more help designing what your dream job looks like, I want you to check out our masterclass. You can go right now to bossproject.com slash dreamjob. We're gonna help design the business around the life you want. Bossproject.com slash dreamjob. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless.